Welcome to the Five State Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Mann. I do this podcast to invest in the move of God that's happening in our five-state region in South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, and Nebraska. And I want to let you know that I do have a YouTube channel called Five State Revival, and I encourage you to check that out and subscribe to it. I have videos of these podcast recordings, of many of the podcast recordings I have videos of on my YouTube channel. And then I have other training videos as well that I think will be beneficial to you. So today I just had it on my heart to talk about the power of a focused life and just living with intentionality, living with clear vision and aiming our life at accomplishing our God-given vision. So I thought it would be a good way to start off the new year. We'll go ahead and get straight into it right after this word from our sponsor. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today to the podcast. And uh, I had it on my heart today to just talk with you, to record this podcast video and uh, to talk to you about how to live a focused life. And what I mean by that is how to take your time, the hours and the minutes of your day and intentionally aim them at your God-given purpose, at fulfilling your God-given purpose. And this is something that I, I love this topic. I am very passionate about this. This is something that I, a skill that I have actually, I've grown in it over the years as I've practiced in it and, I, and I've gotten better at it. And it has directly affected uh, my spiritual vitality and my relationship with the Lord and uh, my fruitfulness in life, the ability to fulfill the calling of God on my life. It has benefited my, benefited my key relationships with my family and, and key friends and people that God has me interacting with. And so uh, I just, I'm passionate about this. I have experienced the benefits of this. And uh, I just want to share with you some of the things I've learned over the years uh, about how to live a focused life and time management. And I just want to encourage you at the beginning by just saying this, time management is a skill that you grow in. And so, you know, you may be thinking, I'm not good at this. That's not my personality. I'm a free flowing, creative type person. And uh, I want to tell you, time management is important to God. And uh, you can grow in this skill. Even if you're like, I'm terrible about this. And you start practicing it and it just feels awkward at first. And it doesn't feel normal at first. Just stick with it. Stick with the process. You will actually grow in this skill. It's a skill that you get better at with time. And you just practice it. You'll get better and better. The grace of God will kick in. And you're going to come to actually love this because it is going to benefit your life in an awesome way, both now and in eternity. I really believe that. And so, uh, yeah, so let me just begin by, uh, I want to share with you three reasons why time management is so important to me. And the first reason that time management matters to me so much is, uh, I'd say, worship. Uh, number one, I, I just, God has given me Every minute of my life, every day that I live, it's a gift from the Lord. I do nothing to earn it. God could take it away in a moment, but he chooses to give me. And I want to take the minutes and the hours that he's given me. And I want, I'm going to say, God, how can I please you? How can I be most pleasing to you in the way that I spend these hours and these minutes of my life? And uh, I want to be intentional about it because I want to glorify God in my life. I want to find out what pleases him and devote my time to excelling in those areas just to bring in the maximum glory that I possibly can with my life because life is short and uh, I want to glorify God with it. You know, the apostle Paul, he said in, I think it's second Corinthians five, nine through 10, he says, so whether we are here in this body or away from this body, our goal is to please him. 
And that's the number one thing is we want to please God. You know, just like somebody, you know, we're, we all know that uh, the, I'd say the second reason is this, it's stewardship. Is all of us are going to give, I know that I'm going to give an account to God for how I spent the time that he gave me. Just like God gives people resource and money. And we're going to give an account to God for what we do with the money that he gave us. Okay. And I, I want to do, spend it in a way that pleases him. It's the same with our time. God gives us time. And I want to, I want to be intentional and find out what pleases the Lord and spend my time in a way that honors the Lord and helps me to be my very best uh, for the glory of God and to bless other people in his name. And so, uh, yeah, we're going to give an account to God. And so that's a huge reason. And I'd say the third reason that I am passionate about time management is because um, of, of having a prosperous soul. And I'll just share a few testimonies with you. So, you know, I've always had, you know, I, I came to know the Lord and I had this zeal in my heart, this burning zeal. I want to please the Lord. I want to know God. I want to be close to him and I, I want to glorify him with my life. And um, I remember, you know, I always just growing up, I, uh, most of the hours in my day were dicta dictated to me what I was going to do by somebody else. You know, you're a kid, you grow up and, you know, there's a certain hours of the day you're going to be at school. You just know that. And then when you're done with school, you know, you may have practice or different things like that if you play sports or play uh, instrument or something like that. And um, so th most of my day was dictated for me growing up. And then, of course, I, uh, then you work 40 hours a week and you get a job. And I remember when I moved to my city to plant a church, I was a full-time pastor for the first time in my whole life. And all of a sudden, I had 100% control of all the hours, all 24 of the hours of my day. I have nobody telling me, hey, you need to be doing, you need to be clocking in at this time and clocking out at this time. And this is what you need to be doing and what you need to get done. Nobody told me that. It's like my schedule was a blank slate. And I had all 24 hours of my day. I can wake up whenever I want to and go to bed whenever I want to. Um, I, I, I didn't even have a congregation yet because we were planting the church. And I'm like, it was a crisis for me. I mean, it was torture for me because I was like, God, I don't know what to do with all this time. I mean, do I just evangelize all the time? Is that what you want me to do? Do I just study the Bible all the time? Do I prepare sermons? Do I, you know, what do I need to just pray all the time? I mean, what am I supposed to do to please God with my time? And, and it was a crisis for me. I'd say for that first year and a half, it was so hard. And I ended up just, I'm like, God, I want to please the Lord, but I feel like I'm falling short of, of your calling and purpose because I would end up just wasting time sometimes I just end up just hours a day you know like following sports on the internet or something like that and I hated that I didn't even want to do that it's just I didn't know what to do to be productive with my time and so like by default I just like the pain of feeling like I was falling short in pleasing God and in spending my time was I would just want to medicate and check out and eliminate the pain. So I just check out and follow sports or something and get my mind off of it. But I'm like, God, I want to please the Lord. And I remember I, I listened to a teaching series by Mike Bickle from the International House of Prayer in Kansas City called The Power of a Focused Life. And he talked, he had the whole first message, he talked about time management. He, some of the things I'm going to share with you in this uh, podcast today. And it was so helpful for me. It gave me those practical tools to learn, to identify what God's, uh, what the things, the practical things that I should be doing with my time 
build them into my schedule and then start doing them. And then as I started doing that, I just felt spiritual vitality. I felt purpose. I felt vision. I, I just saw greater fruitfulness happening in my life. And I was like, I am hooked on this. I love time management. So ever since then, I am extremely intentional and purposeful with my time. And I don't do this perfectly. I'm still growing in this skill. But over the years, I've actually become pretty good at it. And, um, and, and it's, it's something I'm very passionate about and very thankful for that's been a blessing to me. So it's really contributed to me having a prosperous soul. And uh, I, I just, uh, I remember one time I was in a Bible study. And I was in like a little small group discussion and, and we were, we had these discussion questions we were supposed to answer. And there were, I think four of us, including me. So three others in the group and two of them were mature believers. They were leaders in a church. And I remember the, the question was something that we were supposed to answer was something along the lines of, are you, uh, are you fulfilling God's will in the area of your prayer life? And I listened, you know, one of them was a relatively new believer and they're like, uh, no, probably not. I should be praying more. And then a, another one spoke and this one is a mature believer, a leader in the church. And they're like, well, I do pray, you know, I am praying, but no, I should be praying more. I'm probably not fulfilling God's plan for me in the area of my prayer life. I should be doing more. And then the third one, another leader in the church said the exact same thing. They're like, yeah, you know, I, I do pray, but I probably should pray more. I'm probably not fulfilling God's plan. I probably should be praying more to fulfill God's plan in that area of my life. And I remember I just listened to them and I was in this question popped up in my mind. I, and I asked, I, I was like, how much more? I, seriously, like how much more you say I should be praying more to fulfill God's plan in this area of my life. Well, how much? Like, how much more would you have to pray to say with joyful confidence, I am fulfilling God's plan in the area of my prayer life? And to, to just have that joyful, peaceful rest in your soul, that confidence, I am doing God's will in this area of my life. I am pleasing the Lord. I'm stewarding my prayer life well. How much more would you have to pray? And they're like, well, I don't know. I've never thought about that before. Like, I'm like, well, and it, I'm like, how are you ever going to know if you're pleasing the Lord if you don't even have a clear vision for exactly uh, what your prayer life is supposed to look like? And I find that many believers, they, we live under this cloud, this vague sense of I'm falling short of God's will for my life because we don't even have a clear measurable understanding of what the Lord's will for our life is is. And so I, 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 I took that to heart and I'm like, God, I asked the Lord these questions. God, what is your will for my prayer life? What would please you? And I get a sense and I have these conversations with the Lord and I, I get a vision like, okay, this is how much I want to pray because I want to be a man of prayer. And then I build it into my schedule and, um, and, and I just, by the grace of God, I make it happen. And I, and I fall short of it. Uh, a lot, you know, I may fall short of it often, but I have something I'm aiming at that's clear. And I, I do that in other areas of my life too. What is, what is the will of God for my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my kids? How much time should I be spending with them to know with confidence, hey, I'm stewarding this area of my life well. I'm glorifying God and doing his will in this area of my life. What about my work, my ministry, my time in the word, studying the Bible, my evangelism and disciple making, you know, how many hours should you devote to that to say, I'm fulfilling the will of God in this area of my life. And I find that being intentional with time management, I ask the Lord these questions. 
and I'm able to, and, and I, I do it, it changes in different seasons, there's emphasis on different things, and the Spirit leads us, but I, I'm in this ongoing conversation with the Holy Spirit. What is your will for my prayer life? What is your will for, you know, these different key areas of my life? And then I get a sense, a clear sense of, hey, this is what I need to be doing and focusing to, to serve the Lord and, be, and with my time in this season. I build that into my schedule. And even though I don't do that perfectly, I do often, I'm living with this joyful sense inside, like I have confidence before the Lord. I'm doing what pleases God with my life. And uh, oftentimes, you know, I, I don't do it perfectly, but uh, oftentimes, you know, I, I just, I, I, people could ask, could ask me like, Jeff, are you fulfilling God's plan for your life? And often I would say, yeah, you know, for the most part, I mean, it might be a little thing here, a little thing there, but yeah, because I have, uh, I'm very engaged in this ongoing conversation with the spirit where I'm talking to him about his priorities for this season of my life. I'm identifying what they are clearly. I'm setting goals, building that into my schedule, and then doing my best to be disciplined and walk that out. And um, living this lifestyle, it just gives me this confidence before the Lord, like, uh, man, I'm fulfilling your will for my life today. And uh, I, you know, today I have a plan for my day. I have things that I want to get done and I've structured my day and I'm like, and things happen in life. And, but at the end of the day, oftentimes I look back and say, I lived intentionally for God today. I, I, I identified the most important priorities to God. I made those things a priority. I built them into my schedule. I did them. I, and I did it unto the Lord with a pure heart. I pleased the Lord today. And here's the deal. At the judgment seat of Christ, when we stand before the Lord and give an account to God for our days, you know, that's really what it looks like. It's like day after day after day of intentionally taking our life resources, which includes our time, and finding out how to spend it in a way that pleases the Lord, and then doing it. And um, even though we don't do that perfectly, we fall short, life happens, interruptions happen, you know, spontaneous uh, things of the spirit come in and get us to deviate from our schedule because he tells us to go do something else. And, you know, we're led by the spirit, but being intentional gives us this confidence that I'm pleasing the Lord. I'm fulfilling God's will for my life. And it causes me to look forward with great joyful anticipation to the judgment seat. I can't wait to stand before the Lord and give an account to God for my life because by the grace of God, he's helped me be intentional about the way I've spent these years and these days of my life. And I know that they've, for the most part, they've really been intentionally lived for him. So I look forward to a great reward. So anyway, I hope that's helpful for you. Uh, those are you know, some of the reasons why time management, I feel, is so helpful and so beneficial. So I want to just take some time uh, in this podcast video to just share with you really practically one, two, three, some simple steps of um, how to live a focused life, how to manage your time, take your minutes to take your hours of your day and intentionally aim them at fulfilling your God-given purpose. And so I'm just going to share with you some things that I've been doing. There's different methods of doing this that, that may work better for you, but here's some, something that's been working good for me and I'll give it to you and you could just take it, begin practicing it and you'll grow in this skill. Then you can adapt it and tailor it to uh, do what works best for you. But um, I'll just, this will help you get started. So the first step is this, is you have to get a clear vision for your life and uh, get a clear vision for your life. And the truth is, is that if you aim at nothing, you will waste your life. That is true. <laughs> if, you, if you're aiming at nothing, you will end up wasting your life. You need to have a clear, measurable goals 
that you are aiming your life at. And um, to, so you want to get a clear vision of God's vision for your life. And, you know, if you're like, I don't know God's plan for my life, I would just say start with the basics. Um, what is God's will and vision for every single human being? One, that they would know God, right? That they would be saved, that they would know Christ and live for Jesus and obey God. Uh, one, that God's will is that you would love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. This is the greatest commandment of all. So this is God's vision for your life. And that is so practical. I'll talk about that in another uh, podcast recording. But yeah, Lord, what can I do to love you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength? What would that look like in my life? And, uh, you know, for me, that looks like I want to be uh, a man of the word. I want to be in a man of prayer. I want to uh, obey God. I want to... Uh, um, you know, etc. We can go on and on and on with that. But it, it, find out what is the God's will for all people and just start there and start doing that. God's will is that you would love your neighbor as yourself. Love people well in his name. Just ask the Lord that question. Holy Spirit, how can I love my neighbor as myself? Start with your spouse, your children, your mom, your dad, you know, depending on what age you are, the people that are around you, your peers. God, how can I love them well? If you'll ask Holy Spirit these conversations, he has great ideas and he'll give you very specific things like, hey, encourage this person, make it a goal to encourage them every day, spend time with this person or whatever it is, he'll inspire ideas if you'll ask him the questions. And then you could take the ideas and just build and you know, go on, but then you build them into your schedule. But so get a clear vision for your life. So love God, love people, be saved, right? Trust and follow Jesus. Um, obey God's commands. Uh, make disciples of Jesus. This is God's will for every single human being. And so start with those. Ask the Holy Spirit those con the, converse, the, the question, God, how can I make disciples of Jesus? Uh, what's your plan for me? And then um, he'll give you practical things you could do to, uh, to do those things. And if you'll just start doing that, the rest of the details in terms of God's vision for your life, that will come. You know, the whole thing, that will come as you start walking out what you know. But ask him these practical questions. And I, I think it's important too, to, to know that success in life is fulfilling God's vision for your life. So there are people who are great at time management who are very successful in the eyes of the world, but they may be a complete failure in the eyes of the Lord, which means they're a complete failure. You could take, there's people who are billionaires. There's people who are, you know, famous politicians, famous authors, famous athletes and coaches who've won all kinds of championships. And the world would look at them and say, this person is such a success and they have best-selling books on how to be a success, but they'll stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And if they haven't done it for the glory of God, they'll find that it was all a waste and they're actually a failure in life because none of it was done to worship God. It was all done for other reasons, selfish glory or whatever it is. And so I, I just want to make that distinction because there's some people who may listen to a teaching like this and say, yeah, I want to be successful, you know, and they're thinking, you know, I want to be wealthy. I want to be healthy, you know, whatever. I want to be popular. I want to be famous. I want to, whatever it is. And you may or may not be a success in the eyes of God if those things happen. So it's important when you get a vision, God's vision for your life, you just got to know it's not just get a vision that sounds cool, how you're going to be rich, how you're going to be successful in the eyes of the world and impress your parents. It's like, how can I please the Lord? That is success in life. And so get a clear vision for how you can serve God's plan and uh, his vision for your life. Get a clear vision, get measurable goals. And I would say under this step one, get a clear vision for your life is um, identify the big rock, the big most important priorities 
and, uh, and put those first into your schedule. And I'm going to just teach you an illustration that, that has helped me over the years. So uh, there was a, um, a college professor, a story goes, a college professor who was teaching a time management class. And he had this uh, large glass um, aquarium type thing sitting on the table in front of the class. And he took these big rocks from under the table and he just kept bringing them out and putting them in the glass container until the glass container was full and he couldn't fit any more big rocks in there. And then he asked the class, he says, what does this illustration teach it? Oh no, first he says, um, can I get any more rocks in? And uh, the class said, no, there's no way you can't fit any more rocks in there. If you try to put another one, it's going to just fall out. And, uh, and he just smiled. And then he pulls out from underneath the table this bag of gravel. And he begins to pour in those, the gravel, the little rocks, and it fills all the cracks in between the big rocks until they can't get any more in there. And he says, can I get any more in? The class smiles and says, yeah, we're on to you. Yes, you can get more in. So the professor smiles. He pulls out this bag of very fine sand from underneath the table, and he pours the sand into the tank and it fills the little crevices between all the little rocks until they can't get any more sand in. And then he asked the class, he says, hey guys, what does this illustration teach us about time management? And there was a young man at the back of the class who raised his hand. He says, I know. He says, no matter how full our schedule gets, we can always squeeze more in if we just get creative. And the professor smiled and he says, that was a good guess, but no, that's not the lesson that this is teaching us. And he said, here's the lesson. He says, if I had not put the big rocks in first, I never would have fit them in at all. And it's important when you're managing your time for God, getting a clear vision for your life, say, God, what are the big rock priorities for this season of my life? What are the most important things that I need to devote myself to? And here's why that's helpful is because there's so many good things that you can do, but you only have, you're only one person. You only have 24 hours in a day. You only have so much time and so much energy. You're not going to be able to do everything. And if you say yes to every good thing that comes along or every idea somebody else gets you, you're just, you're going to, you're going to burn yourself out and you and you still might not fulfill the plan of God for your life. So it's important in getting a clear vision for your life. It's like, okay, Holy Spirit, what are the big priorities? The things I need to say yes to and put into my schedule and make sure they get done before anything else. And you know, that may shift in different seasons. You know, you may be, um, you may have a, uh, when you're young and your children are living at home and, and, and you're just like, you, giving, uh, taking care of your two-year-old and it's a huge big rock priority in your life, you know, if you're watching them all the time. But, you know, then they grow up and then season changes and they move out and they're married and they have a family of your own and you're not going to be spending necessarily as much time every day meticulously watching over your child because the seasons shifted. And so we need to stay in conversation with the Holy Spirit as the seasons change. Holy Spirit, in this season, what are the big rock priorities for my life? How can I please you. And and so, yeah, ask him those questions and get a clear vision for your life. Identify the priorities, put them into your schedule first. And so uh, step one is get a clear vision. Step two is um, make a practical process. These are action steps for, for what you're going to do practically, the action you're going to do to do the vision, to fulfill the thing on your life. So I could just give you, um, I'll just give you a couple examples. Let's say that you, one of the things you're seeking the Lord, let's say you are a stay at home mom and you do have that two year old that's there. And the Lord speaks to you. He's like, you know what? 
the way you can please me most in this season of your life is to devote yourself to loving that child. And so a huge, and so then it's just like, okay, how can I do that, Lord? How can I love my child well? And the Lord will give you action steps. He may say, you know, spend time reading to them each day. He may say, make sure that, you know, their diapers are changed and they're cared for and, and whatever it is, you know, make sure that um, you're, you're speaking encouragement over there every day. Make sure you're praying for them each day. You know, these are practical things that you can do. And then what you do is you, you take your schedule and you you, you make sure that those practical things happen. I'm going to pray each day, you know, set a prayer alarm on your phone for a certain time that goes off and says, pray for my two-year-old. And then you pray and you declare the blessing of God over their life. And, uh, you know, set a time when you're going to be with them and give them undivided attention. And you just have clarity from the Lord of what that looks like in your season. And, uh, and then build it into your schedule, practical action steps, and then build it into your schedule and do them. I mean, it's, it's, it's that simple. You know, it may be, uh, I want to be a man of prayer, a woman of prayer. And it's like, okay, well, like, what's your goal and what's your plan? How much do you want to pray each day? And then get your schedule and schedule it. Build time into your schedule. I'm going to pray each day on this. And what are you going to pray for? And then get a, get a prayer plan that you can put in there. It's like, it may be, uh, what's your will, for God, for, uh, I want to be a man of the word. I want to know the word. It's like, I, I want to read the entire Bible. God, God's like, I just want you to study the word in this season or whatever it is. I, I want to excel at my job. The Lord may be like, okay, like, what does that look like? You ask the Lord, what does that look like for me to excel and glorify you in my career, in my job, in this season? And the Lord may give you practical things to do, build it into your schedule. So identify the big rock priorities. You get the vision, but then you need those, that process, the practical action steps that accomplish the vision. And, and this is a big deal because I, I say this is a big part of the skill of time management is learning how to build in action steps that accomplish your big goal. And so uh, that's one of the things that have really helped me over the years. And so it's like, you know, um, if you were to come to me and you were to just say, man, I really feel like God is calling me to, I, I actually had a guy tell me this, you know, a, a conversation one time. He's like, I just feel like God is calling me to be better at evangelism, to do more evangelism. So I'd say, okay, well, what's your plan? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, what's your plan? Uh, what's your plan to do better at evangelism? I'm like, you have a vision. That's good. You have a, a general vision, do better at evangelism, but it needs to be more specific. What are the action steps? What are you going to do this week uh, in order to grow in that area of your life? And he's like, well, what do you, I don't know. And so I just gave him a few things. I was like, well, I would just say this. I'd say, make it a goal. How many people are you going to talk to about Jesus this week? He said two. I said, okay, that's good. I said, your goal, and then I just helped him get a plan. When are you going to go talk to people about Jesus? And I remember uh, there was a time I um, got, when God was stirring my heart to just devote myself to evangelism. I'm like, okay, I got to be intentional. So I took my schedule and I, and I prayed about what would this look like? And I said, I'm going to do two, at least two 30 minute evangelistic outreaches every single week. I take my schedule at the beginning of the week and I look at it and I'd say, and I'd schedule it in the block of time two 30 minute blocks of time. I'm going to go and do evangelistic outreach. And I would do that regularly each week. And I, and I got to share the gospel with people and, you know, lead people to the Lord and good things happen like that. But it was because I had a clear vision. I knew what he wanted me to do. And then I had a practical process and action plan for how I was going to grow in that area of my life. I built it into my schedule. And then the third step to managing your time is just 
discipline, honestly, personal discipline. It's like once you got um, a clear goal you're aiming at, a clear vision, you have the practical steps, the process that if you just do these steps, you're, it's inevitable you're going to end up accomplishing your big goal, your big vision, okay? And then it's like, um, and then it's just discipline to actually do the steps when you're scheduled to do it. And I want to just encourage you in this, you know, self-discipline is important. It's something that you can grow in. But I also want to just encourage you that um, God will give you grace uh, to fulfill his plan for your life. You know, you are not going to hit your schedule uh, 100% of the time, all the time. You're not, you're going to, there's going to be, uh, divine interruptions in your schedule. There are going to be just people interrupting your schedule. Life happens, things happen. You know, there's times where I have planned, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and then I get sick or a kid gets sick and they need to be picked up from school. I mean, taking care of a sick kid. And it's like, well, okay, that happens. I mean, there's going to be interruptions. Life happens. There's going to be times when you just feel lazy or you just like, Oh, I don't feel like doing it today. I just feel like chilling out and doing whatever. You're going to have times like that. And um, my point is the personal discipline is, you're being intentional and you're aiming at it and you're not going to always do it perfectly. But if you even hit your schedule, uh, you know, 70% of the time you're doing great. You are going to fulfill the plan of God for your life far more than if you're just kind of floating through your day, going wherever you feel like going that day. You want to be intentional about it. So get a clear vision, um, get a practical process, the action steps that you're going to do that's going to help accomplish that vision. Um, and then, um, the third thing is just discipline and rely on God's grace. And here's what I mean by the grace of God. The grace of God is his empowerment to do the will of God. And so when you're like, God, how do I live my life for you? He is good. The grace of God, he's going to give you ideas for, uh, he's going to give you inspiration to, to do the things he's calling you to do. He's going to give you clarity and wisdom concerning uh your big rock priorities and that season of your life and how you could please him the most and ideas for how to walk that out in a way that works for you. He's going to give you mercy. You know, when you fall short, he's going to give you strength. When you feel weak, he's going to give you, he's going to restore you and help realign you and help you refocus continually because you know, we all have that where we, we got a plan, we're doing it well. And then we kind of get off focus and the Holy spirit is going to be like, no, 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 no. Refocus, live a purposeful life. And you're like, Oh yeah, that's the of God working in you, helping you realign and stay steady in his plan for you. So anyway, I hope, I hope that this is helpful for you. And uh, I, I love doing this. It's, it's been super helpful for me. And I'll just end with this uh, illustration. You know, I heard this years ago. I heard that there's, uh, there's floaters and there's flyers and two different types of people. And uh, the floaters, it's like, you know, you would think of like a hot air, uh, a balloon that you fill with helium and it floats up into the air, but it just the direction it goes, it just goes whatever direction the wind is blowing. The outside circumstances completely determine the direction that that balloon's gonna go. But then you have flyers, and this would be like a jet airplane. And a jet airplane, it doesn't matter which direction the wind's blowing. It knows exactly where it wants to go. If it's taking off in New York City and wants to land in Los Angeles, it sets the coordinates and it aims intentionally and has power and it goes that direction and it's going to land in Los Angeles, regardless of which direction the wind is blowing. It has a plan, it has power, it's, and it's intentional. And I want to live my life as a flyer, not a floater. But many people, they don't do that. They live their life as a floater. 
they don't have clear vision for their life. They're just kind of like they do whatever their environment tells them, whatever their friends are doing or whatever the people around them are doing or what, you know, it's just like, well, I, I guess I'm going to do this or whatever my boss tells me to do. I guess I'm just going to show up to work. And then, then what are you going to do when you're not working? Well, I don't know. I guess I'll just play video games or I'll watch television or I'll surf the internet or I'll hang out on social media or whatever it is. And it's like, I want to live with intentionality. My God, what is your plan for my life? And I'm going to aim my minutes at your purpose and I want to have practical action steps and I want to live with the joy of knowing that I'm pleasing the Lord and I'm being intentional about it. So this is a practical way of what it looks like to do this with your time. And I hope this is helpful for you. And I just, I want to encourage you. The key to this whole thing is uh, stay in an ongoing conversation with the Holy Spirit interacting with the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you about these things. What is your purpose for my life? How can I please you? How can I spend my time? Strengthen me. God, forgive me. Help me refocus. He'll do this if you'll just stay in the conversation. And this is a skill that you will grow in. You'll become great at, and it, it will bring spiritual vitality and blessing and greater fruitfulness in your life and blessing to the people around you. So thanks for listening in today and God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Five State Revival Podcast. If you know somebody who would you think would enjoy this podcast episode today, could you help me out and share it with them? Just share it on your Facebook page, send it to them via text message, you know, email, however you want to do it. Um, I think that would be absolutely awesome if you could do that. And also, I would love to hear your questions or feedback uh, that you have about these podcasts. Um, you can do that by emailing me at five state revival at gmail.com. Another cool thing you can do is you can can actually go to the five state revival webpage, which is, um, it's anchor.fm slash Jeff dash man, M A N N and then nine. So if you go to the webpage for five state revival, you can actually leave me a message or even a voice recording and I could hear it that way. So love to hear back from you. God bless you and have a great new year.